0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Yeah Mic check Mic check One, two One, two One, two For you Yeah You know what I'm saying? Word up It's that Biblical Biblical Theology Theology Study The person of God Attributes God. <coughs> God's word is like a breeze in the tropics And Jesus got the keys to the cockpit He's the king, the priest, and the prophet So please watch as we proceed with the topic Uh And that's biblical theology That phrase alone, they give some people allergies Uh They say it's not practical enough Uh Just give me Jesus, that will be be enough That seems plausible and logical. Nobody wants to be all cold and theological. But being a theologian's not optional. Cause when you talk about Christ, you're saying something doctrinal. Either it accurately portrays his majesty, or it's a travesty, or words blasphemy. You can do a global search. This mark is crucial to the health of a local church. The Christian life is a difficult odyssey. The faithful are a statistical anomaly. The enemy wants to trick us hypnotically. That's why we need that biblical theology. Lord God, deliver us from apostasy. The human heart is given to idolatry. The situation is critical. We gotta see the importance of Biblical theology. What do I mean by Biblical theology? The whole theme of the scripture and God's the key It's following the Bible's storyline and the ultimate goal is seeing God's glory shine. What he starts, he finishes with dedication, a work of art from Genesis to Revelation. From God's creation, to man's fall, to redemption, to consummation His designs and structure, each time will fluster What mind can instruct the divine conductor? His worthiness sits enthroned in the heavens, sturdy and fixed to see the importance of biblical theology. The Lord has not decided to keep us guessing. Thank you, Lord. He gave us the word providing us correction and the spirit for guidance and direction. Biblical theology is like protection from ourselves and our improper reflections so we can follow the Bible, not just our affections. Otherwise, we will chop it into sections and not make the connections like the doctrine of election. And Satan is waiting to slice us in the meat. if our face is a mile wide and an inch deep. Theology is like the root of a tree which determines how rich the fruit's going to be. And by God's grace, he'll breathe on us with his breath, lead us in his steps, show us his eagerness to bless. And we'll experience true peace with in our death, yeah, because, because we we'll know, know the meaning of Jesus, Jesus and his death, yeah. the Christian life is a difficult odyssey, the faithful are a statistical anomaly, the enemy wants to trick us hypnotically, that's why we need that biblical theology, Lord God deliver us from apostasy, the human heart is given to idolatry, the
0: situation is critical, we gotta see, the importance of biblical theology. I am your host Evan Paloo, and I should have my lovely bride on the other line. Melissa, are you there?
2: I'm here. Welcome everyone to the show.
0: Yes, Melissa is not feeling too hot today, so I don't know how long she's going to be able to last. And uh, Hmm. then going through a bout of going through a bout of the flu or something, huh? Yeah,
2: I think yeah. That's pretty much what the doctors are saying that I have, but I'll hang in here as long as I can. And I've been looking forward to the show for a while, so didn't want to miss it.
0: We are glad that you're here, honey. The show always goes so much better when you are on. Aww, uh, we just want welcome all of our guests. Uh, we had a had a fun show last weekend. We had Matt Billahony, uh president of the Atheist Experience, on. And uh, my good friend... John Ferrer, we had him on, uh, and we did a, a kind of a two-hour crossfire debate discussion on uh, the existence of God. Really, and kind of dove into morality and some uh, some arguments for the existence of God, and, and it was a, it was a good show. We had a lot of callers, and uh, it has definitely been our most listened-to show, our most downloaded show that we've done. So we plan to bring you more stuff like that in the future. So, with that said, I would like to open up in prayer, and, uh, you know, folks, I've talked to you guys a few times before about Puritan prayers, and if you've not taken time to read any of the Puritans or read any of their prayers, I would really, really recommend that you do. They've got some some absolute uh, amazing prayers. So, to open up the show, I am going to... I'm going to read this uh, this short prayer. The title of the prayer is called Meeting God. It says, Great God, in public and private, in sanctuary and home, may my life be steeped in prayer, filled with the spirit of grace and supplication, each prayer perfumed with the incense of atoning blood. Help me, defend me, until from praying ground I pass to the realm of unceasing praise. Urged by my need, invited by thy promises, called by thy spirit, I enter thy presence, worshiping thee with godly fear, awed by thy majesty, greatness, glory, but encouraged by thy love. Beautiful prayer absolutely beautiful prayer and the Puritans have a lot of them Uh, there's a whole collection you can actually buy online if you go to Amazon called the Valley of Vision and it is actually a collection of Puritan prayers and I think it's Banner of Truth or one of those reformed publishing companies uh, have actually made the audio book available and uh, there's a guy by the name of Max McLean that uh does a lot of uh, bible reading on CD and some of the other great christian classics but uh, he's actually read uh, all the puritan prayers and you can buy that whole collection on CD or you can buy the book um you can also find them online so i would really suggest for your own personal devotions i've always have always really enjoyed them
2: uh-huh. yeah we um we have them at home and You know, regularly I'll pop in, you know, the CDs and just listen to the prayers because they're so thoughtful and deep and theologically rich, um, unlike a lot of what we are exposed to these days. So um, I just love hearing the the scriptural um, aspect and perspective in in these prayers to God um, and so Christ-centered in in the, the theology. So we definitely love to have them around the house to listen to.
0: Absolutely, they are are beautiful prayers. So, tell us, uh, Melissa, a little bit about how Baby Ellie is doing and how far she's got to come before she's she will be here with us.
2: Well, she is doing just fine. Like I said, Mama's, uh, mommy's uh, battling a, a sickness right now with the flu, and just got over a urinary tract infection last week. So. I'm kind of going through it myself, but she is doing fine, and that's what matters, and we're about 34 and a half weeks along to the pregnancy, um, and we're due March the 4th, which is less than six weeks away, Um, but I'm actually hoping that she'll come a a little sooner than that (laughs) um, because I'm getting pretty worn out, and I'm ready and excited to meet her, so she'll be here shortly.
1: She has
0: she has been quite a lot of work, hasn't she? Oh
2: She's had yeah. Had to do, <laughs> <She> <laughs> to do
0: She's <laughs> quite a few quite a few things for preparation with, with her, but uh, it's been it's been a been a lot of fun.
2: It has so, worth it.
0: Abs- absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, if you have not liked our Facebook page yet, I would. Uh, Suggest that you do You can go to um, uh, Facebook.com Slash Theology Matters With the Palouse That's Facebook.com Slash Theology Matters With the Palouse And we have a lot of our uh, A lot of our podcasts up there And uh, a lot of our A lot of our old shows You know, and we have We have a lot of good shows I mean, we have We have shows uh, Dealing with uh, Demonology you know, during the Halloween year, we've, we've done uh, numerous debates. We had one with uh, with a Mormon. Uh, we've had a debate with Protestant and Catholic on Sola Scriptura. Last week, we did our debate with a Muslim. Uh, but we've also done whole well, shows Muslim, on...
2: Honey, not a Muslim, but an athe- atheist and a Christian.
0: I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. We plan on hopefully being able to do a Muslim debate. Um, yeah, so yeah,
2: I mean we've had the shows with uh shows on the Jehovah's Witnesses, we've had a discussion um on Mormonism, um, we've had a discussion on the attributes of God and different shows dealing with um uh, apologetic answers um to objections to God's existence and even the problem of evil. So we've had, done a ton of shows on a variety of different topics.
0: Yes, we have, and it's 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 always been uh been a lot of fun. So Invite you to like our Facebook page. You'll be able to get our podcast there. And, um, you know, something we have not done for a few weeks is uh, we've just been busy with different debates and other shows. But we'd like to normally bring someone on for a few minutes and kind of let them give their testimony a little bit of how they come to know Christ and the role of theology and apologetics kind of in a practical level. Uh, how is this, it has played in their life, and so, on the line, we have a good friend Daniel with us, Melissa, did you wanna introduce him or
2: yeah we um we got to know Daniel through his brother um who we we've known for a while, and um the Lord brought us all together, and he's been such an encouragement and attended our bible studies and and that kind of thing and um so we wanted him to come on and share. His story with you all Because I know that it will Encourage you He's a wonderful young man Of of God And um, we're just definitely Excited to have you On the line with us Daniel, are you there?
3: I'm I'm here How are you guys doing?
2: Doing well, Daniel Thanks so much
3: for being with us
0: Absolutely Thank you for Bye. having me What have you been up to today?
3: Oh, uh, nothing Um, Just so, uh, you know Reading my Bible uh, We had Bible study This morning um, We're in Galatians um, You know, I love the uh, Paul's letters Uh they're really, uh, informative, and, um, they've been, uh, encouraging me, and they just speak truth to me, you know, it's, it's amazing. And then, um, after I get off here, I have to head to work.
0: Oh, good. Good deal, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us kind of who you are and, and a little background, how you came to know Christ, and, and well, yes, um, a little bit about. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, oh, I'll... no. go ahead, I so go ahead and tell us a little bit about your story.
3: Okay, yeah. Well yes, my name's Daniel. Um, you know you, you all know um, my brother Daryl. Um uh we've uh we come from California. Um we grew up in uh Calvary Chapel, uh, over in California. Um and uh I went to church, uh, grew up in church all my life. Uh my mom, she's uh always had a heart for the Lord and um she raised us in church. She did you know, she did the right thing, I thank God for that. But um uh, you know, it, it it comes to be uh, an individual decision of um, if what you hear, you wanna you want it to take root, and you know you wanna live for God. And, um, growing up, that was not the case with me. I mean, going to church was more like a social gathering, or you know, I could you know just hang out with friends and stuff. So um, you know, I grew up in the church, but you know, I didn't. You know, I can't even really remember in the youth group to. Uh, even opening a Bible, you know. Um, it was just a social gathering for me. So, uh, yeah. But um, come um, when we moved here 15 years ago, um, there was a little Calvary Chapel upstart. And we went there for a little bit, and I went, and um, the pastor of that church, he was a missionary, and he had to go on, so uh, we were looking for a church. Well, my mom more so, and um, she found the church I now attend is uh, Still Creek Church of Charlotte, and she's been going there for about 10 years, solid. And in those Um, 10 years, oh, I'm sorry,
0: yeah. Oh, no, Uh, yeah, I was just saying, they didn't realize you'd been there for that long.
3: Yeah, yeah, nearly 10, yeah. And um, uh, in those 10 years, um, I went... (laughs) <laughs> maybe 20 times, you know what I mean? I would go with her. She would tell me to come, and I'm like, ah, you know, I'd rather stay home. I'd rather watch football, you know what I mean? I'm a hu- I am was I was a huge Carolina Panthers fan, like, huge. Just, it was my life. Everything about football was my life. And so instead of going to church, which, you know, didn't look appealing to me, I'd rather stay home, sleep in, watch the pregames, than watch the games. So, um, you know, but bless her heart, she would always – she would always invite me, so um you know i would have occasionally occasionally I would go, so um you know this went on, you know, I went like i said i went I hardly went, and when i would when i would go, I love the word I love uh, our pastor um a man of god, um, but when i would go i would try, i would try to miss the worship music because I was just like man, it was powerful, it was blasting and you know and is you know something new to me, and I just n- never could identify with it, so I would stand there with my hands in my pockets, I see all people around raising their hands, praising God, and I just you know I didn't get it and so uh so I would stay away for the most part I would stay away from Still creek but uh and all this not living for God all these years, you know um. I would be, I guess, convicted, I don't know, but I would watch a sermon before a football game. I would watch a sermon on TV, and I was like, I appease God, like, there, God, see, you know, I am a Christian. You know, I grew up in, you know, I I don't have to go to church. That's what I instilled in me was I don't have to go to church to uh, to live for God. So um, I had that mentality for years, and uh, it suited me well because it didn't appeal to me whatsoever to live for god it sounded it, to me it, truthfully it sounded it sounded boring and so um yeah um but you know, like i said in all this in all this um not living for god there was moments of <laughs> now i say lucidity there was moments of clarity where i was like you know i am a sinner and you know and um what really was the kick what get me back into church was uh when my kids um well, both of them I prayed over both of them uh, You know, because I'm, you know I know that I'm not promised To have healthy kids, you know With a full heart, full You know, so I prayed over them And I cried to God I said, God, you know If you have my kids born healthy You know, I give them right back to you They're a gift from you And I give them right back to you And I will raise them in church And I will go to church for their sake And so, uh, I prayed that They came out healthy And of course, me, you know I didn't live up to my end I didn't Take him to church. It was coming on my son Daniel, who's now four. He was about to be two years old, and I hadn't taken him to church once. And I got so like convicted of that, and so I started taking him to church, and he was going to church for his sake, and I would go to church. And um, um, but I I would purposely <laughs> go to church late to miss the worship music because, like I said, I that didn't relate to me. So that was going on for a few months there, where I wouldn't. <laughs> Or I wouldn't listen to the worship music, or I would go and purposely be late. Oh, excuse me. But um, so um, yeah, taking them back to church and everything. Um, just um, there was actually one song when I would go to church that you know they would play it every so often, and I was like, you know what, that's a, that's a really beautiful song. You know what I mean? And so that song I kind of did like. So uh, fast forward to um, going to church for about maybe three months or so with taking the kids and stuff, Um, just this one day, um, one day, uh, March 18th, um, I was in church and the uh, pastor had a message and it seemed like it was pointed right towards me. It seemed like God was, you know, talking to me like, okay, you've professed to be a Christian, you're not living according to how I want you to live and how it says in in the bible and so god and so uh, pastor calvin was like god commands it says in his word that you must worship him in song that you must praise him you know and and you know you go into the old testament and this is what they did you know and so hearing that i was like well, i was really convicted i was like um and he says and don't come to church just to come to church and put a check mark in the box you know i mean? okay i went to church and that's it you know as i f- see you know people doing and you know as i was doing and so um I, um excuse me and so um that moment um after that that message from him about you know don't profess to be a christian don't pay lip service to god that was the message if you're going to be a christian don't be on the fence don't say uh, sometimes you know i mean it's it's either all for christ or nothing and so I you know and then, um after that message you know i'm i'm ne- I'm nearing tears because this message is just hitting home, and so uh during der- uh towards the end of the service, we had one more song, and he, that's what he was saying he was Pastor Kevin was like, okay, it says in the Bible, he says, we must praise him in song, this is a commandment from God, and so everybody's that everybody's about you know about to praise God, the music starting, and lo and behold, it's that one song that particular song that I like." um it's called holy are you lord and um the song's playing and i'm like wow and i'm sitting there and every every fiber every part of my being wanted to raise my hands at that moment to praise god but in my pride i could not you know what i mean so as i was uh standing there crying this is i just said a, a small prayer in my mind i said god i said show me how to praise you and from the, <clears throat> that moment, just just this wave of love came over me, but like, you know, in my pride, I was fighting it Like, I fought it to the point where I went down to the seat, and I was sitting there, and the song's playing, and I'm crying I'm like, what is going on? I'm shaking, and then just love just came over me, and it, it consumed me and you know, and it, 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 it there wasn't nothing audible but I knew from that love that God was just saying, Just just stand up, just stand up and praise me. I'm worthy of praise, just stand up and praise me. And so I'm sitting there and I'm crying and just, the love was just too much. It was too it was too incredible that I couldn't. So I stood up crying and raising my hands and praising God. And, you know, I have I haven't been the same since. It's like when I got up at the seat you know, like my old self died and I was like a new creation and now I have this zeal and passion for God, and I want everybody to know. You know what I mean. So it's just just my life now. Absolutely.
0: Cool. Well, let's, uh, tell us, Daniel, uh, what role has uh, has apologetics and, and theology played uh, in for you? I'm sure you know you're saying that um, you know you grew up in you know kind of your mom attending church, but you yourself didn't really go much. Um, I'm sure you see the 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 role. Of, uh, of good, sound theology is probably pretty Im- important in your life. Tell us absolutely. About
3: that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, without theology, I mean, you don't understand God. You don't understand, like, with theology, you can understand who he is. You know I mean? You can understand he is the creator of everything. You know I mean? He didn't leave it a mystery, you know, if you take the arguments Which I'm not well versed in But if you take You know I've read um, some books on it I mean He leaves it there For you to discover Who he is You know what I mean So And also Theology is important to me too Because there's You know There's a big (laughs) Dispute about The divinity of Jesus You know what I mean Is he who he Does he claim to be God You know what I mean And if you look into What the early church fathers said And There was never no dispute It's not Stressed in the Bible Because it was a known fact But if you look in Romans Paul even says, you know, that this is, that Christ is the eternally blessed God. So it was like, it doesn't need to be said outright because it's already known. Everybody knew it was without question. So then you have uh, people who try to strip away that, strip away that from um, from Christ, and, you know, it's just, it's false. Well, that's
0: that's.